Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. All right, guys, welcome back to the Weak Side Podcast. Jenny Frentis, Connor Ward, the original lineup, locked and loaded. Feels good to be back here uh, at 225 Brookfield Place, where we're taping this above a luxury mall in downtown Manhattan, right? I think it's actually 225 Liberty. Liberty. But the general plaza is Brookfield Place. If you're going to get technical. Would you call it a luxury mall that we're sitting atop of? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Based, as we've discussed, on the glares that you receive from the Hermes (laughs) security guard. It's definitely a luxury mall. Definitely a luxury mall. Um, So we uh, come to you guys this week with a new uh, passing touchdown champion, Drew Brees set the record uh, beating in in a win over the Colts on Monday Night Football, which he tends to do. He likes to break big records in primetime games, it seems like, uh, through a bunch of touchdown passes against the Colts. (laughs) Almost broke it before the half, which we'll get into, I think, which was pretty kind of comical and ironic. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it passes Peyton Manning for the all-time touchdown uh, leader 
everyone kind of projecting this maybe trading of blows between him and Tom Brady, who's also very close to the record. But I, I think this is one that Breeze kind of has, right? I think he might pull away a little bit with this. I agree, Connor. And I want to point out that it was probably my turn to host, but I suggested that you do because you watched every snap intently with you know great fixation on the tv last night because your fantasy football game was coming down to the wire and you needed breeze to pass a lot but yes back to the original point here (laughs) Um, well i will digress on this point we've talked on this show um so i had uh michael thomas and jared cook and uh, my opponent in the semifinals had alvin Kamara. Um, and I was going into it down six. We have a very draconian fantasy football league. There's no points per reception. It's very no frills, it's, right? Yes, very old school, very. simple, yeah. And so we've talked on the show a lot about uh, the process of vorking someone, and if you need a refresher on that, that's when you know that uh, things are going well for you, and so what you do is you sort of self-deprecate, you throw up the white flag, you say, well, there's no way I'm going to win, when really what you're doing is mentally willing the other person to stumble, right? And Mm -hmm. that's, and, and, uh, you know, I'm glad that we brought this epidemic to the mainstream. I think we've created a lot of awareness awareness for it. Uh, I think we've stopped certain people from doing it. That said, (laughs) because of that, because we are the people who have discovered this phenomenon, we get it back tenfold. It's tough. And I got vorked, I would say, every other Michael Thomas catch last night to the point where I was considering blocking uh, the uh, phone number of, the, uh, of my opponent. But it all worked out. It all worked out. We're, we're, we're moving on to the finals. Uh, big week of preparation here. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Another passing record for Breeze. But then the question is, will this season end less bitterly than last season? And where do you fall on that, Connor? Well, if last night is any indication, we're taping this on Tuesday. So if Monday night is any indication, uh, you know, their season ended horribly last year because of a missed pass interference call that ended up creating reviewable pass interference and all of these issues and everything like that. So then Drew Brees (laughs) throws the record breaking touchdown before halftime last night. And I would say a rather ticky-tack offensive pass interference call that was thrown on that. Uh, the stadium was apparently drowned out in refs you suck chance, which they're one to do now is sort of uh, sort of their deal. Seems but... like a weekly thing in New Orleans. <laughs> so is. just so a regular like... Monday night or Sunday. So I don't know if it's going to end any less bitterly because yeah. it seems like whatever uh, whatever dark force is following them around, it's still there. Yeah, uh, that, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> but right now things look pretty sunny. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I don't know, where would you put them? I, I They they just looked unstoppable last night. Yeah. And to, someone brought up a good point that uh, I think it was actually um, our, our teammate uh, over there, Albert Breer, that Michael Thomas is one of the few receivers that you know he's getting the ball and he still gets the ball 13 or 14 times a game and is able to do what he does. And a lot of other coaches, when they have those uh, those bell cow wide receivers, those premier wide receivers, that's always the excuse, right? As well, he's double teamed or triple teamed. Or there's all these people on him, but uh, he seems to still be that focal point of that offense and everything seems to just sort of orbit around their ability to just get the ball downfield. Julio Jones against the 49ers yeah. also just kept getting the ball. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> including on the game deciding play. So yeah. That was... Also a victory for officiating, I thought. Yeah, yes. A little bit. That, yes, that was a little bit of a victory. Although and instantly I thought he was across the line. Now we're veering off into other games. That's okay. Yes, immediately. 
I was, I needed to be convinced. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, well, Connor, you, 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 you can't all have the same eagle eyes as, as I do. That's true. That's true. We, we've talked on this show a lot about why there isn't Sky Judge. It's because you have not <laughs> talked to the league yet. I mean, that's that's sort of the uh, that's sort of the big issue at hand here. But so we have a lot to get to uh, on this show. I mean, lots of uh, typical NFL scandals, coaching news, uh, and a very interesting argument about a Christmas song that you thought you knew what it was about, but it might not be. And uh, we'll get to all that right after the break. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. All right, let's uh, let's get going with the news. Uh, Jenny, you want to get us started with the first topic? Absolutely. <laughs> Reports have surfaced that both Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry have contacted at least 30 of the NFL's 32 teams and asked them to trade for them. <laughs> Just kidding. But seriously, (laughs) folks, this is where we're at in Cleveland. After a public spat with Freddie Kitchens on the sideline, Jarvis Landry reportedly asked the Cardinals to come get me. This follows reports that Odell Beckham asked at least two teams to come get me on the field after games. So so a couple points here. One is that last week I made a very funny Usher joke about <laughs> I know. come get me is having its biggest moment since Usher that no one laughed at. So I just want to well, bring it up me. again. It's on me. Well, you know? okay. Well, I hope maybe some of the listeners laughed at. The second point is <laughs> I, I am curious, like, is this just something you throw out all the time? Like, come get me. Maybe they think the Cardinals are exciting and Kyler Murray is an exciting young player, but they thought the same thing about Baker Mayfield last year. So is it just like a... You just throw it out whenever you're frustrated? Like, is it the, like, empty threat, like someone dropping the D word in a marriage? Wow, maybe. I, it's it's sort of weird to me because, I mean, if you think of them like, you know, regular employees in, like, a workplace, it's like maybe you go and, and you, you, you're working at AT&T and you see your friend at Verizon and he's on vacation and you're like, wow, that looks nice. Why don't you come get me? You know, come on, mm-hmm. Verizon, come get me. But it's if you took it literally, if they actually want to be on all of these other teams except for the team that they're on, 
Um, my friend Shane has a really good saying uh, that wherever you go, there you are, right? Yes. And that's where, great. wherever Odell Beckham goes, there he is. It's right. still him. It's st- like he still doesn't want to be in any of these places. Uh, whatever's happening isn't good enough. Uh, I think we're starting to feel a little bit of that from Jarvis Landry, though I will say that his frustrations, at least when I saw, right after the public spat on the sideline with Freddie Kitchens, I mean, they were down by a bunch. It was a makeable fourth and two when they're punting, you know, like surrender punting. I agree with being frustrated there, but I think that there's a line and the the two of them are kind of dragging themselves past it because at some point there's not going to be any team that wants you because you just do this wherever you go. Right. And uh, I think we've discussed before, but the Giants may have made a lot of bad moves, but it is hard to argue with the trade. He didn't want to be in New York. He doesn't want to be on his new team. And so despite the transcendent talent, how much of that talent are you actually getting if he often wants to be somewhere else. And are all of these teams necessarily better than where you're at? Of course, things are messy in Cleveland, uh, which I think a lot of us kind of saw. You Mm -hmm. know, the offensive line was going to be a disaster. You're kind of putting all these new personalities together. And I do think it's easy to see if you have somebody that you've been friends with since college that if you're saying, come get me, then maybe your good friend sort of sees this as, your attempt to get out and maybe he tries it himself as well yeah the exact phrasing i guess come get me i don't know (laughs) is this the literal quote that everyone is using or is this just how it's being reported i I, I just i need to know more about the phrasing i would love the yeah i would love if it's uniform across the board like he's just like hey come get me come get me like that's a thing like yeah there's gonna be come get me shirts and hats that's where it's it's all going to land. Well, right? Freddie Kitchens wear one of those shirts, though. It's the question. <laughs> well, his, I mean, but the, but there is, a, you know, when you see this stuff continuing to bubble up, too, they've got to make a decision on Kitchens, right? Mm-hmm. And I would say that this, how do you assess it if you're the owner? Do you say this is a coach that's really lost control of his team? Do you think it's a couple players that don't want to be here? How do you make that calculation? And where does that fall in the general manager who's stacking these uh, players on top of each other? Right. And saying here, guy who uh, has only had three weeks of coordinating, four weeks of coordinating experience, handle all of this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, deal with all this. And it's hard. I think it's put Baker Mayfield in a bad spot a couple times this year where he's felt the need to speak out. Um, and sometimes that that's been against the coach. Sometimes it's been against the players. Um, I, I think that, you know, you and I have covered big personality teams before and you can kind of sense that creeping toxicity a little bit and I, I don't know that I get that feel I, you know we're not there every day obviously but it, it has that same feel to it right where it's just sort of one weird moment away well like maybe it's a benching in Miami on the last game of the season or something like that from just totally melting down another Jets reference <laughs> Antonio Holmes 2011 season um, I will say that one way that this could come full circle is if and when the the Browns hire a big name coach, whether it's they decide to move on from Kitchens this year, or whether it's say a year down the line, and at the introductory press conference, you hear the general manager say, "Well, so and so said, come get me, oh. and so I did." <laughs> All right, we'll just. <laughs> All of my jokes are falling. No, flats. that was good. Right, I right. like that one. All, All right, right. Uh, new topic number two because uh, you know uh, this show just moves with breaking news. You know, we are 
just a podcast that can handle it all. You know, you throw a coach hiring or firing at us right when we're about to start taping, we're going to handle it. And so uh, news topic number two, the Lions announced that uh, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia are both going to be back in year three. Interesting move, I think. Um, uh, Matt Patricia has not come anywhere near the success that Jim Caldwell had um, in his tenure as Lions head coach, and apparently uh, Caldwell was not, uh, you know, what they needed to get out of this rut. Um, this is another pair of Patriots associates moving to try to create their own little empires here. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you think that this is the right move for the Lions, or was it time to make a uh, clean break? There was some early promise this season, and that certainly petered out. But I do think this is the right move. Now, one criticism of when Martha Firestone Ford's husband died was that he was too kind of slow to act with things, mm-hmm. right? And then so she, when she took over, she changed up a bunch of things right out of the gate. Uh, but I do think there are situations where you w- got this lineup in place, right? You brought Bob Quinn in, and then later he hires Patricia and you feel like you got the two guys that you want, then I I say it's fine to give it another year. Mm -hmm. It'll only be Patricia's third year. And, you know, I don't know. And I I don't have strong feelings either way, but I don't I don't dislike the decision. I think that there was some promise from what Daryl Bevel brought the offense, like you said, especially over the first three weeks and four weeks, they look good. Do you do you feel any pressure with Stafford, given how old, he, uh, I mean, he's not uh, he's not even Ben Roethlisberger age. I mean, he's he's definitely uh, far younger on the veteran quarterback spectrum there. But do, are you starting to feel any pressure there? Like, you know, I, how much longer do we have to maximize this? I mean, is that yeah. a concern at all to you? I mean, I think at this point they've got to be looking for the next guy as well, right? You, they're definitely nearing that point where you've got to try to draft a successor high. I think. Yeah. That's got to be hard, right? If you, you know, if if we knew that, like, I don't know, SI is looking for another bearded, hat wearing podcast host slash blogger. You're you know? the only one that can fill that role, Connor. You're the only <laughs> one. No, I mean, we're think about the Chargers, right? Anthony Lynn takes that job, has Philip Rivers. They make a lot of progress in year two, and then year three has just been like, a disappointment, right? Yeah. And now you're kind of stuck in a situation where he's fielding questions about Rivers' future. And I, I believe he said today, you know, I don't have time to think about that or what's next at quarterback because I'm just trying to get through the season. And then you're really in a tough spot. It lends a little bit of credibility to that, the draft theory of just taking one every year, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and even if, uh, you know, some of these teams have done that before. I mean, the Giants did it a lot with Eli Manning, but it seemed like they never took it seriously enough until the last minute when you have to take a hard right turn and actually take somebody that's going to play. And that might be where the Chargers are at, where they've picked some guys every now and then, um, but never really seriously considering that moment until it comes. But yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I mean, Detroit, it, you know, even though we praise being uh, judicious about firing people, you know, certainly, uh, you know, it, it doesn't always happen for people. So, you know, I mean, I, we've always pounded the table for, hey, give them a little bit more time. Two years is typically not enough. So, I mean, I, I think that's one way to look at it. It's just, you know what, it's good for the league that at least owners are looking at it from that perspective and not getting too fire happy right away. And I know that Stafford has said it's not to read or to 
make too much out of the fact that he said back issues for two straight seasons, but I do think that is something, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's something that you factor in when you bring Patricia back, and I think that's something you factor in when you talk about the, your long-term plans at the quarterback position. Yeah, definitely. Um, number right. three is, this is a doozy. I mean, this is there's a lot going on in the NFL right now, and this, I, I have a feeling, like might slide under the radar for right now, but I think this is a, a big deal. Yes, yes. News topic number three. A scathing statement was issued by the NFLPA this week criticizing the atmosphere created by Jaguars Executive Vice President Tom Coughlin. The most extreme example, Dante Fowler was fined over 25 times in excess of $700,000. Through arbitration, Fowler got that money back. However, do the Jaguars and Coughlin recover from this? I say absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And I think the one of the biggest reasons is the lengths that the NFLPA went to in the statement to say future free agents... Yeah. Maybe you think twice about going here. Yeah. So if you're Shad Khan, you say, okay, the message is getting out. Don't go play for the Jaguars. But it's not don't go play for the Jaguars if your regime is different, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, it was already pointing, I think, to starting over a clean clean slate in Jacksonville but this only confirms it that was a very strongly worded statement by the union and good for them I mean if their players are being you know subjected to these circumstances you know I you absolutely have to say something as strongly as they did but I I think that'll be this this what spurs them to to definitely make a change if they weren't already it's incredible to me that this was t- Coughlin's struggle in New York, right? Mm-hmm. It was, and he had to be forced to change or to at least soften himself. And did did he? Is this still the softer guy that's in Jacksonville? And times have just changed, or did he think, okay, well now I get to run it, and nobody gets to tell me what to do, and so I'm going to go back to how I built this Jaguars program in the first place and really install that sense of discipline. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy because in this era of health and safety, like the biggest part of that is that players have a choice, mm-hmm. right? Where they to get a second opinion, have a choice to where they do their rehab. And so you're you're creating another circumstance in which they feel restricted or feel like they can't get the best care, and it's really counter to all of the the direction that we hope things are moving. If you, I mean, I- what do you think that the legacy of Coughlin is? And also, what do you think that what what's your end up being your takeaway on this Jaguars team? Right. Because it's it felt like for three or four years, we were perpetually excited and ready for them to break out. They eventually did. And it really came within a couple plays of the Super Bowl um, that one year. And, and that was pretty uh, incredible. But I don't know. A, what are your thoughts on Coughlin? Does this alter his legacy at all in your mind? And B, what are your thoughts on this kind of Jaguars team that sort of flashed over the last couple of years and, and will eventually now be broken up again. I'm not sure it alters his legacy. Mm-hmm. I think that it's still the two Super Bowls in New York, the same way as we're talking about Eli Manning. You yeah. know, is he a Hall of Famer? Does it matter what his career record ends up being? And I think the answer is probably no. I mean, I don't I don't think Eli's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I would still say he's a Hall of Famer because of these, you beat the best coach and the best quarterback twice on the biggest stage of your game, right? And so I think that will be Coughlin's legacy. But always the footnote to that is some of the struggles that he's had with players along the way. And this is certainly one of them. And I think it is more than a footnote, right? I mean, it's, uh, if if you're talking about how his legacy is going to be written, I think it'll be written as a footnote. But I do think it's more than that. And the fact that Fowler was willing to, I mean, obviously, because he clearly had, 
been fined seven hundred thousand dollars. Seven hundred thousand dollars. Of course, he's going to chime in. My I mean, God, chiming in on Twitter seems like the the smallest thing that he might <laughs> do. But um, but yeah, I, you know, I think you're right, Connor, in that it's it's a much bigger story and it fits into this whole narrative of just how much teams are still have players under their thumb and yeah. the influence of team medical staffs. Um, you know, you can do every, you know, you're never going to make football a perfectly safe sport, but you at least want players to feel like they have a choice and that they can take their medical care into, in whatever direction they want to. It's interesting how the, uh, I'm going to butcher this word now, and now I'm, I have, like, lingering fear, but I'm too far down the line. You know when you can't change a word when it's already okay, there? Okay, okay. Uh, dictatorial? I think that's right. Yeah? Dictatorial. Dictatorial. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting how that side of a coach, a successful coach, often ends up being softened over time, right? I mean, if you're talking about someone's legacy, look at Bill Parcells. Look at Bear Bryant. I mean, if you talk about it, you go all the way back that far. Nick Saban with the Dolphins and how everything has changed then. I mean, these guys were maniacally in control of everything. And, you know, over, you know, in the moment, it's really bad. And mm-hmm. I think that if you talk to any of the players who aren't Hall of Famers on any of those teams, they would say, it's horrible. And I had an awful experience. And I, you know, I couldn't wait until we got a new head coach or or he retired or whatever. But then over time, you know, especially the more that you succeed, that legacy kind of softens a little bit. And it's like, oh, the old, the little general or whatever anyone calls Tom Coughlin. It's just kind of a cute thing. But there's people whose lives were significantly affected by that, you know? Right. I mean, look at losing $700,000 is a lot of money, especially for someone on the rookie deal. And then we... Also, things soften when we move into the phase of the career where we're talking about one's legacy, right? It's yeah. like we figure out how to shape it. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times those things do become footnotes, which this isn't entirely fair. Heavy lies the crown on, on the gatekeepers, Jenny. That's us, you know. Got to stay strong. That's why the Weak Side podcast is here. <laughs> Staying strong on the weak side. <laughs> that should be our, our, our tagline. I like that. Um, all right. So this one, I think, is interesting, uh, number four, because uh, you and I haven't had a chance to really dive into this, and uh, uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. The Patriots defeated the Bengals on Sunday, apparently without the help of sideline video footage obtained by a roving camera person. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but the video of what the guy was filming uh, and the confrontation between Bengals security and the Patriots uh, videographer was released on Fox on Sunday. Uh, I thought that was very interesting to me. Far more damning than I initially thought when I saw what was actually being taped and you heard the camera person's reaction. I was like, wow, I mean, this is this is big. And but I'm curious. I mean, do you think that we are at the sort of the the beginning of one of the biggest NFL scandals of our time? Or do you think this is just a really dressed up nothing burger and we're not going to be talking about this in a few weeks? I don't know if I have enough information to ask that answer that, Connor. Yeah, I do agree with you that the video was more damning than I thought it would be. What was your first reaction? My first, well, the first reaction was the the Bengals security guy was was kind of relishing the moment. Oh yeah, like, yeah. he was feeling really enjoying. Yeah. He, he was feeling froggy. <laughs> like he was like, well, it's it's too late, man. You know, like it's we we got you essentially. The damage has been done. The damage has been done. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, my other point was that the the Patriots employees' reaction was 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 what you would expect of somebody. I don't know. I don't want to read too much into it. Well, I, I will. I'll, 
I'm I'm not going to try to finish your sentence, but I think what you were going to say, and I, I mentioned this a little bit on Sunday, is all I know is how I act when I get caught, if I got caught right. doing something, right? And what would your first reaction be if you got caught? Let's mitigate the damage right now. I'll delete it That's, yes. and, and let's move That's on. That's what I was going to say, which is not fair because you're you're projecting how you might feel in totally. a situation onto someone else. So I don't want to exactly say that. But I did yes. think the reaction was interesting to hear it wasn't what i expected it it didn't it didn't there didn't seem to be that element of great surprise that he'd been caught doing something wrong right can i bounce like a takeoff sure this is again like probably like projecting a little bit for me but you've gotten i I said this to uh kaylin on the sunday night podcast too but you've gotten hit by camera people hundreds of times oh my gosh so much yeah and you know and if if you haven't anyone ever has that that press conference view that they see or all these reporters crowded around a player at their locker after the game, you know, there's a bunch of us kind of squeezing around trying to hear and you get popped in the head, you get elbowed, they they close up their stands and they back them into your chest and it just it all feels awful. It's, it's full contact sport reporting on football, right? But uh, what does a camera person always say, right? It's 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 your fault. It's not it's never their fault, right? It's I need to get the shot. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is my vision. This is what I'm here for. And I was surprised that I didn't hear any of that. Like, this is B-roll for a scouting footage. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have doubled down on that and just said, hey, I'm here to tape an advanced scout and an advanced scout watches this and that's what I'm here to do. And everyone could just, everyone might have eventually just assumed, okay, he just didn't read the rules. He doesn't know the rules. This could happen to anybody. The Patriots, because it's the Patriots, it's a little odd, but this is just a guy who doesn't know what he's doing, you know, as opposed to, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, this is a guy who looks like he's just trying to delete the footage, you know? Right. And the fact that it was leaked, okay, yes. Jake Laser is very good at his job and yes. can obtain any tape, right? Mm-hmm. But oftentimes people who leak something want something to get out there, right? For sure. And it did feel like the Bengals wanted this to get out there to make sure that the Patriots are held accountable in some way. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah. That would be an interpretation. I'm not basing that on, you know, anything, any specific inside facts. But mm-hmm. if you... You, if you're the Bengals, you could see why they would have wanted that out there. Is what I'm saying. It, it, this is not relative to anything. But if you, I know, I know that um, we're not the two of us are not known movie buffs um, in general. But <laughs> if you were to pick a, a movie and cast a Boston area villain, how dead on was the accent? Of yeah, the, you know, just... yeah, that was dead on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. What other footage the league analyzes, as we talked about last week, like what other electronic evidence they turn up. There's a lot of facts here that we don't have. Yeah. I mean, what we saw was this the very short clip that was aired on Fox was basically a substitution, right? We saw players running onto the field, coming off, and like a view of maybe a few coaches, if I could see that from the sideline. I don't know how much that changes the game for you. I don't know what slight edge that gives you. I mean, the Patriots are built on stacking these little edges on top of one another, but I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm really interested to just see where it's going. I mean, somebody has to be punished for this, obviously. Right. And what to your point, what was filmed specifically was not damning other than the fact that it, you can't film that part of the right. field. So y- you, can, you could say, well, I don't know what they could have gleaned from that. And I think that is a fair interpretation, but it, that is a clear violation of a rule. It's going to be, you know, what it's going to be interesting, too, is that just in the press box in general, I, I'm going to think twice about 
using my cell phone again, like in, in that way. I mean, I don't think I've ever like zoomed in on the sideline, like filmed anything going on. But Connor, I'm just going to think twice about like, are oh, you wow, confessing what to a crime here. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting dangerously close. The NFL can have my phone and analyze it as long as they promise to take all of the pictures off of them and get them developed because I, I'm having a hard time doing that. So if you do that, you can analyze my uh, phone for game footage too. Since we're getting dangerously close to a crime, I'm going to move on to topic number five. Perfect. For the first time in a few weeks, we have a game of the week. The Cowboys and Eagles square off in a game that can determine the champion of the worst division in football. This game promises to be sloppy, wild, and out of control. Are you looking forward to it? Are you? No. (laughs) I don't know. I mean... Do you, would it be more interesting if it was sloppy, like if we had some more of this cold rain that we've been getting? Yeah. Probably, I right? Think so. That always yeah. adds like an extra element to the game, sure. something to talk about. I think it'll be good. I mean, we need one of these every year. I th- and yeah, and last I'm, year I'm just it was being too harsh. Last year it was uh, Colts Titans, which is sort of a meh, you know, and it's a play in game and it's wow and and but it's the Colts and the Titans. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. This is the Eagles and the Cowboys. It's sort of a it's it's an entrenched rivalry um and and things can still happen after this game but you know if the eagles win they essentially or whatever team wins essentially kind of sets their path right for the for the nfc championship yeah so it is nfc east championship it has worked out that we have a big game in week 16 that has worked out yeah i mean it's fine right you're i'm trying to I'm trying to get to the bottom of why you aren't totally amped about this. Um, <laughs> well, I just feel like both teams have just been kind of frustrating to watch. The Cowboys were interesting on Sunday. They were interesting on Sunday. Yeah. 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 I think they're both frustrating to watch. I think perhaps this is maybe, maybe I could unpack this more with my therapist, but I think <laughs> when I watch both of these teams, I just think they could be so much better than they are. So it's been kind of frustrating to watch two underachievers. That's perhaps, a great point. you know, Betraying my own insecurities about underachieving or, or something. I don't even know. Or maybe just, you know, not achieving at all. Um, so, yeah. That is not true. <laughs> you know, so maybe maybe that's why. I just think there's a lot of more interesting teams. I think it's because, you know, here's the other thing too, Connor. It's I feel like there's a lot of new things going on in the league this mm. year, right? You know, we've got the interesting 49ers and yep. Lamar Jackson's taking over. And there's mm-hmm. just like a lot of new storylines to talk about and, I'm just kind of like, okay, the same old Cowboys storyline. Like, are they going to, you know, get over the hump? And then the Eagles seems just kind of tired. Like, well, is, you know, are they going to be back to the team they that won the Super Bowl? Yeah. So it just feels like the storylines are a little played out. But You know what both of these teams, though, are evidence of? And I think that it's something that I'm always going to try to remember in future seasons. And I, every year I caution myself on this. There, there's never going to be like, you know, when you look at a team, you're like, they're set up to win for five years. That just doesn't happen. After the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they had all those guys in that window, contract window. And it's like, wow. I mean, this is just, you know, sign up, sign them up for the next five Super Bowls. And we did that with the 49ers and Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. It's a great point. Um, Falcons, kind of. Falcons. Yeah. And I think that the Cowboys, to an extent, because once they acquired their new version of these triplets, it was like, oh, wow, they're going to just, Ezekiel is just going to run over everybody every week for the next five years. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't happen. I yeah. Mean, there isn't that kind of thing anymore. That's and, a great uh, point, Connor. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be nice because, like you said, there's a familiarity aspect of it. There's that rich 
tradition. But you know, I, I don't know. I, I'd like to see the Ravens game. You know, just to just to see what Lamar Jackson's doing. Too. Totally, totally. Also, because you have him on your fantasy team. <laughs> that is uh, that is also true. Um, all right, so we're gonna get to the Santa Claus argument in a minute. Uh, I'm interested to see where our voter, our viewers, kind of. Fall on this. I might even put out a poll after to kind of go along with the podcast to see okay. how many people agree with me. I don't know. We we are obviously on different sides of this, but um, first the Oracle, where I make a prediction every week and uh, and we see how I'm doing. Uh, Season long struggle, obviously. Um, you know, coming to you guys every week with my tail between my legs, but I feel good about this one. Uh, well, coaching carousel is starting to ramp up. Uh, we're, so we put out our latest list of candidates today on SI.com if you guys want to check that out. I think we're going to have two college coaches hired in this cycle. I think, which would be, a, which would be I don't know if it's a first, but it would be definitely way out of the norm. Right? I'm very on board with this Oracle. You I, like that? I think this is going to be the one that lands. Boom! Yes! Blind squirrel finds a nut after yes. 17 weeks. Yeah, you just keep... <laughs> Keep persisting, Connor. You never gave up. I think this was the one that could finally hit. A lot of good. I mean, pro, I mean, Urban Meyer uh, is the thirstiest candidate I've ever seen. Very thirsty. Is uh, showing up in Daniel Snyder's uh, owner's box, saying "Come get me." <laughs> he was saying "Come get me." That's exactly what he was doing to two coaches. That's right. Or two owners. Um, I think Matt Rule. I mean, mm-hmm. he almost had the Jets job last year. Um, I. There's a couple inter- Dan Mullins, I think, um, down in Florida is another interesting candidate. Lincoln Riley. Of those four, I think two end up in the league this year. It seems to be going that way. Right? Yeah, I like this Oracle. I think that's good, Connor. Do you think Urban Meyer is one of them? I hope not, <laughs> but I could see it happening. Yeah, that would be. I mean, I guess it's it's like how NFL writers at the time probably felt when Steve Spurrier made the jump, right? And or any of those guys, but it would be weird for me just because you always thought of him as a, just a college coach who was never going to make the leap into the pros, and then he ends up doing it, you know? Right, right. But it seems very interesting. I mean, why else would you do a lot of the things that you've done to this point, publicly campaigning for the Cowboys job, showing up um, in the, at the Washington game? You have deep, deep player connections on both rosters. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I think he'd be – I think he's going to get some interviews at least, right? Yeah, I would. I, I think so too, Connor. Yeah, mm. I think it's a good oracle. So, the Frentis consensus we, this week is not really a consensus, but it kind of is because it definitely is. Jenny is on the right side of history here. There's no question about it. Uh, this has been documented uh, as our uh, longtime teammate and good friend Mike Garofolo of NFL Network told us last night. Th- this is a fact. It's in the obituary of the person who wrote the song. Um, so I'm kind of playing from a position of no leverage here, but, um, I don't know. Just, uh, tell our readers kind of what we're arguing about here. So Monday night, Connor tweets out a little, little joke. (laughs) Boss, we need a new hit Christmas song. No idea is too crazy. Employee. So a kid walks downstairs on Christmas Eve and his mom is just making out with Santa Claus right under the mistletoe. And what? Yeah, I know the dad is sleeping upstairs. (laughs) Stunned silence. Boss, perfect. I got no tweet action on that. Twelve likes. Because I think most people were confused about the fact that it seems to be a truth universally accepted that Santa Claus is the dad. And I saw mommy in costume. And I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Did you always know this? I feel like I've known that Santa Claus was the dad for a long time. 
But we should send out a reader poll or a listener poll because I would like to know how many people knew this. Can I just, this is not a long read here. Uh, these are the lyrics to I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. She didn't see me creep down the stairs to have a peep. She thought that I was tucked up in my bedroom fast asleep. Then I saw Mommy tickle Santa Claus underneath his beard so snowy white. Oh, what a laugh it would have been if Daddy had only seen Mommy kissing Santa Claus last night. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, but the kid doesn't know that Santa's not real, Connor. So does his dad also have is, his dad is dressed up as Santa Claus? I haven't really gone through that permutation. I'm not exactly sure why <laughs> why he's dressed up. But the idea is the kid doesn't know that Santa isn't real. So when he sees Santa, he doesn't consider the possibility that could be his father. What's what's more screwed up to you? This song is either a a song about a kid eventually finding out that Santa Claus is a Christmas song about a kid eventually finding out that Santa Claus isn't real, right? Or B, an affair. The mom is is hooking up with Santa Claus while the dad is sleeping upstairs. B is definitely more disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> but but every Christmas song is about the 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 mythology of it, the whimsical, there's a man that comes down the chimney and delivers the presents. So this kid's finding out that it's not real. But it was so, well enough obscured in the song lyrics that you didn't know know about it, Connor. So that is part of the magic of the song. That for listeners like you, you still the magic is still alive. What a I mean, the songwriter obviously was paid handsomely in royalties, assuming hopefully throughout their career. But um, imagine like I don't know. I can't be the only person. I think I had some people kind of back me up on this. I mean, we'll see where I, I want to see the polling. I'm a data driven person. I need to see the results of this, but uh, I can't be the only person that thought this. I don't think you're the only person. <laughs> you specialize in that. That is like a Jenny. You weren't the only person. <laughs> but like the writer of that song, you're saying something that you're not saying, which is that I was one of very few people. I specialize that. in that, Connor. <laughs> the hidden meaning. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week. The MMQB Weekside Podcast is me, Jenny Rentis, and Connor Orr. We are produced by Shelby Royston. SI's executive producer of podcasts is Scott Brody. Ben Eagle is director of editorial projects and product. Mark Moravik is emeritus executive director of the MMQB. Keep up with our entire lineup of podcasts five days a week by subscribing to the MMQB NFL podcast for free on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, please do us a favor and leave a rating and review. It really does help other people find the show, which is also available on Spotify, Radio.com, Stitcher, SI.com, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.